Welcome to Is It Halloween Yet? Episode 25, a spooky little podcast where we talk about all things horror and ask, is it Halloween yet? I'm afraid not, ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. It's 175 days until Halloween. I'm your ghost dispenser. Let's see what we have on the slab this week. We're going to be doing things a little bit differently this week. There's a bunch of new horror movies and other horror things headed our way thanks to everyone's favorite kind of Friday, Friday the 13th. So this episode is just going to be the news. And then on Friday, there'll be an episode that's just a review for the Shudder exclusive, The Sadness. And then next week, we can cover Firestarter, which comes out on Friday as the featured episode. I figured this was a good way. I might start doing this a little bit more because I do want to cover more movie reviews. Having the news once a week and the review tied together is challenging sometimes. So it will also give me a chance to make the news have more opinion in it. I can talk about the news a little bit more in depth because I won't be worried about the episodes being so long. We're going to try it out this week. We'll see how we like it and just expect cool new things coming from the Is It Halloween podcast arena. Let's get into video game news. This Friday brings us one of the most anticipated horror games of the year, Evil Dead the Game. But that's not the only video game news that will make your blood run cold this week. Speaking of asymmetrical gameplay, we got a little bit of an update from Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Game. Ed Neal is headed back to voice the hitchhiker. You may remember him as the actor who brought the deranged man to life in the 1974 film. You can check out the very cute uh, announcement from Ed on the game's Instagram. If you finished Elden Ring and you don't know what to do, Salt and Sacrifice is out right now. But once you work your meaty hands through that Souls-like game, Themiska will be here for you on August 9th. The Souls-like game is headed for PC and consoles. The game is about a kingdom that learns the high price to pay for alchemy. Play as a knight who must rid the land of monster bosses that torment the kingdom. I'm really excited Souls games are a thing that like it's not just from software that makes them. We've seen a lot of cool things. I love Salt and Sanctuary. I'm excited to play Salt and Sacrifice. I haven't had a chance to this week, but it's going to happen. More asymmetrical gameplay. That's a big thing with horror games, right? Uh, Dead by Daylight, the granddaddy of them all teased its sixth anniversary. The teaser trailer showed off all the survivors and killers we know and love from the game. There will be a kickoff broadcast on May 17th, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern and 10 a.m. Pacific. They did give us a run of show for the broadcast. So let's get into what we're going to see. We're going to see a year seven roadmap, which is very interesting. And I'm glad they're going back to the format of giving us a roadmap. We're going to see quality of life improvements, gameplay improvements. We'll get a chapter 24 reveal, a look at the store. It's not really clear what store they're talking about. Do they mean a look at the Dead by Daylight merch store or are they talking about the in-game store? And then the sixth anniversary in-game celebration. They're going to lay that out for us. Now, this news has been dampered a little bit by the fact that there were some pretty massive beyond the anniversary and chapter 24 leaks that have hit the Deadlight Daylight community this week. Like this is a huge leak. DVD leaks is pretty decent about making sure that they only post leaks on their Twitter that they're confident in and they have been going ham all week. So we do know who the killer for chapter 24 is and it is an original killer and we do know who the new survivor 
will be this week. If you don't want to be spoiled, I would suggest muting Dead by Daylight until next Tuesday. And if you love to be spoiled, it's a feast for you <laughs> right now. We also got a look at Neil Blumkamp's first game, Off the Grid. GameSpot gave us some details. It looks like it's going to be a cyberpunk battle royale shooter. You play in a covert corporate war, and it happens on a dystopian tropical island. I don't know. I feel like a battle royale with the aesthetic of Neil Blumkamp could be cool. Uh, I probably won't play it. I'm not super into battle royales, and my plate is kind of full with other games, but it doesn't look bad. And now for the game of the hour, the game of the week. Evil Dead, the game, will include Castle Kandar as free DLC. The team has teased us that this is just one of many free DLC updates they have planned for the game. All the coverage around this game has gotten me super excited. You can check out Pixels on YouTube. I'll leave a link in, his, in the show notes to his channel. He has done excellent character class breakdowns from the beta of all the different classes of Survivor and the three different demons that we get to start with. Super informative if you want to have a little pre-prep before you hop in on Thursday. Friday night, I will be playing Evil Dead the Game on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash MissNintendeek64. Come on over, hang out. We're going to play Evil Dead until we're tired of playing Evil Dead. It's just going to be a fun, chill time. And that's going to do it for video game news this week. Less interactive, but still close to home. Let's look at TV news. There's not a whole lot of TV news this week. We've hit that little lull before the bombardment of when all the fall shows will be scheduled. We know Chucky's coming. We know other things are coming. We're just like right in that little calm before the storm of all the fall stuff kind of being talked about, released, and getting trailers and stuff over the summer. But we do have two very cool stories. They both happen to do with Netflix. Dead End Paranormal Park is headed to Netflix. Based off the Hamlin Steel horror comedy graphic novels, the story follows Barney, Arona, and a magical pug named Pugsley as they make their world way through the underworld with a thousand-year-old demon named Courtney. The art style on this is great. I can't wait for them to give us a trailer. It feels like the Beetlejuice car the Beetlejuice cartoon like it has that kind of same aesthetic and um I love cute spooky little cartoons also up from Netflix we found out that their young adult vampire series First Kill will be debuting on June 10th according to the show's PR when it's time for teenage vampire Juliet to make her first kill so she can take her place among a powerful vampire family, she sets her sights on the new girl in town named Calope. But much to Juliet's surprise, Calope is a vampire hunter from a family of celebrated slayers. I'm down. I am really into vampire stuff. I've been rereading Interview with a Vampire lately, and I don't know. It's just like reignited a love of vampires and cheesy vampire YA stuff not saying interview with a vampire's YA but I just this show really kind of hits something I think I like so that's gonna do it for tv news let's see it's what's scaring us on the big screen this week it's time for movie news Sam Raimi's the man of the hour thanks to his MCU debut Doctor Strange in the Multiverse and Madness while talking to Slash Films about the new film he said I would wouldn't want to go back to the budget of the first Evil Dead I mean that was brutal it was extremely difficult but I would like to make something the size of the gift or a simple plan those smaller budget movies that are just about the characters and the thrill. An intense little horror movie would be great. He made an intense little horror movie that I just watched the other night called Drag Me to Hell, which is basically just Evil Dead-ish, but 
the woman instead of Ash as a protagonist. I can't wait. I hope he does that because every time he does get a little bit more money to make an Evil Dead kind of movie, it makes me happy. I love I love how insane Drag Me to Hell gets with its effects and with the story even. I feel like it's such a good like modernization of the style of Sam Raimi. So the fact that he still wants to make those kind of movies makes me very excited. Park Hoon Jun's The Witch sequel is headed our way. The sequel to 2018's The Witch Part 1, The Subversion, will be headed to VOD on June 15th. The title is called the Witch, Part 2, The Other One. According to Bloody Disgusting, somewhere a girl wakes up in a huge secret laboratory. The girl accidentally meets Kung Hee, who is trying to protect their house from a gang who harassed her. When the gang bumps into the girl, they are overpowered by an unexpected power in her. In the meantime, the secret laboratory starts to find the mis girl, missing girl. Who is this mysterious girl and why is she being chased? If you want to get ready to watch this in June, The Witch... Part one, The Subversion, is on Netflix in the U.S. right now. So you can do that. I love Park Hoon-Joon. The Witch is a pretty cool movie. You probably haven't seen it. It gets my seal of approval for Korean horror. I think it's great. You should check it out. We got more details about The Nun via an unusual place, a casting call. We got our first look at the official synopsis, which states... In 1956, France, a priest is murdered and evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit The Nun follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with the demonic force Valak, the demon nun. The mention of Sister Irene brings up if Tassara Fergama is going to head back to the role or not. But we do know that Bonnie Aaron is getting back in the habit to play Valak. So I will be interested to see if Farminga returns. I think it is super weird. I say this every time we talk about The Nun that they cast sisters in this shared universe and didn't somehow connect them together. Somehow it isn't, somehow Sister Irene hasn't been connected to, to Lorraine in any way. So that just feels weird to me. And I feel like I need to bring that up every time. Feels like an odd choice. Next up, we got the first look at Oak, thanks to Screen Daily. Kevin Lewis is directing, and it's starring Joey Lawrence Adams. The official synopsis reads, Oak is a chilling survival piece that will entertain horror fans and moviegoers alike. That's all we really know about it, but this UK... U.S. film is headed to Cannes, so it's not going to be a secret for much longer. This next story is interesting to me. I think it's fun, and I have been waiting its arrival since it first popped up in the news a couple months ago. Sci-fi's Bring It On, Cheer or Die is happening. We know the film is headed for the network in the fall of 2022. Yes, it is that Bring It On, the cheerleader film you know and love. Universal 440 Entertainment and Beacon Pictures are bringing us the film that follows a cheer squad as they practice their routines overnight in an abandoned school during a Halloween weekend, where one by one the teens fall victim to a deranged assailant. It just sounds weird and delightful and a mix of two teen genres that I think will go good together. I just think it's going to be great. Our next story has a complicated history. The movie we're talking about is St. Clair. It was just announced that it will be starring Bella Thorne. And it has been co-written by American psycho writer Guinevere Turner, which is exciting. She's fantastic. Uh, the film is based off the novel of Claire at 16 by Don Rolfe. So this is where it gets interesting. Claire at 16 is something we had talked about and the very first iteration of this show. It was one of the first news stories I did, and it was 
that battling Petch from Riverdale was going to be producing and starring in the film. And that was all the news that we had heard about it until a couple months ago when the name of the film changed and the writers changed and Pesh was replaced with Bella Thorne. And now the production is in talks with Rebecca Dormornay and some other key cast members. And it looks like it's moving full steam ahead in Kentucky in the next couple months. So that's exciting. It's a weird one that they would switch out. I mean, I guess Probably what had happened is the pandemic has made Madeline a little too old to play 16-year-old Claire at this point. So it'll be interesting if they keep her at 16 or if the name change is telling and that they are going to make her a little bit older. The book is pretty good. I've only read the first little bit of it and I got distracted by Interview with a Vampire, but I'm going to definitely get back to it in the next couple weeks and finish it up. I'm going to have a YouTube video this week going up on the Is It Halloween YouTube where I'm going to tell you 13 books, horror books specifically, in 2022 that I'm excited for. 10 of them are upcoming and three of them you can read right now. So look for that. Let's get into the next story though. Gallop is a hilarious looking supernatural drinking game. XYZ filmed announced the film will be headed to VOD and digital on June 6th, written and starring Jim Mahoney, directed by Alberto Belli. According to Bloody Disgusting, a group of friends reunite for a nostalgic evening of fun and games after a decade apart. After one too many, they decide to play a drinking game, but it's quickly revealed that this game comes with supernatural stakes. Mischief leads to mayhem and the group realizes if they can't come together and win the game by sunrise, they'll be forced to play for eternity in hell. The trailer for this, I suggest you go check it out on YouTube. There'll be a link in the show notes. It just looks fun. It looks like one of those like kind of spooky horror movies that is going to be scary, a little bit spooky, but you can definitely get your friends who are not into horror movies into it. It feels like the perfect movie for a big movie night party where you have friends and you make little little hors d'oeuvres and you make little fancy themed drinks like it feels like the perfect movie for that with your friends so I am very excited to see it when it comes out this next film terrifies me because of the situation that it has built itself on hollow written and directed by Jonathan Zarin will be hitting premium VOD and DVD on May 17th the movie deals with a woman in the early with the early signs of Alzheimer's beginning to have lucid dreams and nightmares that a living punch puppet has moved in with her and her family. As her loss of reality and symptoms worsen, she uncovers something sinister in observing her every move, preparing a darkness that leads her into a frenzied and terrifying confrontation. The concept of this, the fact that the protagonist of this film would have early stages of Alzheimer's, which is such a terrifying and debilitating disease. If demons were real and they that's like who they would possess, right? Like I feel like if something demonic was going to go after the weakest link in our society, it would definitely be people with dementia and Alzheimer's because we don't understand enough about that disease to help the people in their lives would just discount it. It's just like a terrifying concept. And I think about it. I've thought about it every day since I read this story that it was coming out. And I will definitely be watching 
the film and doing a review either here or on YouTube. We got another look at a film headed to Cannes, Don't Come Back Alive by Nestor Sanchez Sotel is being distributed by Del Toro Films and we got an official synopsis. Camilla is a young member of an elite police unit. During an operation in a dangerous area, she falls in the middle of a ritual in which their members burn themselves to death. She suffers severe burns all over her body, which leads her into a coma. In her long recovery, her friend, Fatima, a criminal prosecutor and her partner, an ex-couple angel, will help find her. But when Camilla wakes up again, she acts strange, is lost and emotionless. The albino, a female figure who is attached to her soul since the ritual episode, is here to play a game with the three of them. The images look terrifying. I can't wait for a trailer and we'll probably get a lot of more information after can happens at the end of the month. This next film is said to be inspired by Mario Brava. Dawn Breaks Behind the Eyes is director Kevin Kopeck's gothic horror. It'll be headed our way on digital on June 14th. The artwork for this film is 10 out of 10. We got an official synopsis, which is Margot, who comes from a noble family, inherited a castle that she inspects with her ill-tempered husband, Dieter. When they arrived at the rundown keep, their relationship is put to the test as their sanity slowly deteriorates. This opens up a new world as time and space begin to shift around them, a reality that only exists within the walls of the eerie building is supposed. A reality full of warmth and excess. Things aren't as they seem in this gender-binding film that shifts between different stories, layers, in unpredictable ways. It's a love letter to this European cinema of the 60s and 70s, and will leave the viewers guessing what happens next. I'm very excited. I want a trailer. Please give it to us. Digital, June 24th. This summer is packed with all kinds of little gems that are coming to digital that aren't headed to the future, but digital. It feels like the heyday of the direct-to-DVD release. Like, man, some of those films are some of my favorite horror movies. Just direct-to-DVD, picked it up at the blockbuster. I'm very excited for that era again. One of my favorite directors, you've heard me talk about him before. He's a fantastic editor too. Patrick Lucier's next film, we found out it's called Play Dead. Bailey Madison will star. Here's the official synopsis. Criminology student Chloe fakes her own death to break into a local morgue and steal a piece of evidence that ties her younger brother to a crime. Once inside, she discovers the coroner is using the business as a front to sell body parts. When the coroner discovers that Chloe is not dead, a game of cat and mouse ensues. Sounds great. I love Trick. I think it was an excellent debut and I'm excited to see what he's learned and how he puts that forward on the next film. The Irish film Mandrake found a home at Shudder starring Deirdre Mullins and Deherb Le Crotley. It's directed by Lynn Davidson and written by Matt Harvey. The film follows probation officer Kathy Madden, who's given the task of rehabilitating notorious killer Bloody Mary Lawlade back into society after 20 years of jail. Kathy has always believed that every client deserves a shot at redemption, but her beliefs are firmly tested when two children disappear near Mary's farm. Shudder hasn't given us a launch date yet, but I'm betting it's probably summer, late summer, early fall. Can't wait. That film looks great. Ireland has been killing it with horror movies. If you haven't had a chance to check out an Irish horror film, I highly suggest you do. There's a bunch of them on Shudder right now. Jen Wexler's next film, The Sacrifice Game, has also been picked up by Shudder. No news on when it's coming to the service, but the film follows a girls boarding school over Christmas break in 1971. It centers on Samantha and Clara, two students who stay behind for the holidays and must survive the night against uninvited visitors. I love Christmas horror movies. I love 
gotta survive the night horror movies it'll be interesting to see uh the ranger was an interesting film so i'm excited to see what wexler has in store for us on this and a little bit more sam raimi news he said a dark man sequel could be coming when he talked to the rap about dr strange and the multiverse of madness he said yes universal is talking about a dark man sequel he continued there's a producer attached i haven't heard the story yet or gone into it i've been so busy but i think it's cool Another weird coincidence, maybe not, is Liam Neeson was also Lee. Liam Neeson was also recently asked about there being a Darkman sequel and whether he would be down to return. And he was very interested in reading the script. So that's exciting. It would be cool to have uh, Liam Neeson back. I think Darkman doesn't get the respect it deserves. So if you haven't seen, seen Darkman, please go watch it. And it's cool that we might get more in that world. We got a look at the Blumhouse Epics collaboration in Human starring Brianna Taju. The trailer paints it as a bus full of teens who find themselves in a zombie breakout. Uh, the official synopsis gives us a little bit more details. Seven misfit students must band together against a growing gang of inhuman savages. The group's trust in each other is tested to the limit in a brutal, horrifying fight they must survive to take down the murderous zombie creatures before they kill each other first. It's fun. They're quirky. There's one girl who's like, oh, don't ruin my design or something. Like, it's just all the little like sub genres of teenagers that you would want in this kind of a movie. It looks very cool. Uh, we'll have to wait and see when it's coming out it didn't give me a date when it was coming out but it's gonna go to digital because it's the Bloomhop epics thing so when i find out or if i find out i'll put it in the show notes and tweet it out and one of my favorite directors of all time park chan Wook's new movie has finally been announced decision to leave centers around a police detective hey hoon who's called in to investigate the mysterious death of a man who fell from a mountain peak during his investigation he begins to develop an interest in the man's win widow sarah who is a suspect in the case old boy is one of my favorite movies the original i also love Lady Vengeance. His films are some of my favorite in terms of how they use the shot in front of the visual shot in front of you to tell the story. And so I'm very excited. The synopsis has got me excited. It feel anytime he does something that has romance that starts to be involved in it, it is going to end up in a fucked up way. Just no way about it. It's just going to end up fucked up. And that does it for movie news this week. Let's look at home releases. We've got a couple, but they're jam-packed full of features. Let's get into it. Coming to 4K Ultra HD for the first time, Species is coming thanks to Scream Factory. It'll be headed our way July 26th. The special features include a 4K scan of the original negative, audio commentary with Natasha Hendrich, Michael Madsen, and director Roger Donaldson, uh, more special, another whole audio commentary track with Donaldson, makeup effects director Steve Johnson, visual effects supervisor Richard Undlin, and producer Frank Marcuso Jr. That's, and then the second disc, it's a three disc set, so the first disc is that, the second disc is the same as the first, but it's the Blu-ray version. The third disc gives us a bunch more special features, including a featurette called Afterbirth, The Evolution of Species, which uh, features interviews with director Roger Donaldson, cinematographer, the producer, the composer, everyone who had like big title positions in making the film. We also get engineering life. We get making of species, 
and the theatrical trailer and an alternate ending. So that's exciting. Uh, Species is an interesting film. I don't know. I know people of my age were really into it with one that never really sat with me, but it's cool that it's finally coming to 4K Ultra HD. So that's exciting. Next up from Arrow Video is the Giallo Essentials Black Edition. It's coming July 26th and it has three films included. The Smile Before Death, The Weapon, The Hour, The Motive, and The Killer Reserved Nine Seats. According to Arrow Video, Smile Before Death is familicide sprinkled with Oedipital love when a teenager, Nancy, returns home to find an apparent suicide of her mother and quickly comes to suspect that her stepfather and his mistress are to blame. The Weapon, the Hour, the Motive deals with police commissioner Franco Bolto as he investigates the brutal murder of a young clergyman only to enter into an affair with a dead man's lover. And the final film, The Killer Reserve Nine Seats, deals with a group of wealthy degenerates who answer the summon of an eclectic nobleman and assemble in the theater of his ancestral home, only to find themselves trapped in the decaying building while a savage killer picks them off Agatha Christie style. I love Giallo. I really want to watch more Giallo. This one's $65. No, it's $70. I went to like look at it and buy it and I was like, it's $70. I hope... While I love the Blu-ray renaissance of horror films and all the cool, deep catalog movies that we get from that, I really do wish that we would get more on digital release. I'm just a millennial who is traumatized by having to move every year. So having giant DVD collections that you would have to pack has always been something that I've avoided. Even though I'm like in a place where I will be for a while, it's still like a habit that is hard to break. And also like, I just don't really have a lot of space to have DVDs just everywhere. Like I'm very selective about the DVDs that I get, but I want to watch these films. So I hope that we get more digital releases of Giallo films specifically. Next up is a film. You It's not a film. It's a TV series you can watch right now if you have the Showtime app. Yellow Jackets is headed to DVD on July 19th. The only thing that's really added is two featurettes, Yellow Jacket and the Female Lens. We'll hear from the star-studded cast and creators as they break down making of Yellow Jackets, highlighting the female-centric story. And Yellow Jacket favorite moments, the buzziest compilation of moments, will include interviews from the cast as they reflect on impactful scenes throughout the season. Good to know. Catch up on Yellow Jackets. The season two starts filming this summer and we'll probably get season two next winter. So that's exciting. Get caught up. And in a weird tweet from the programmer at Vinegar Syndrome, we found out we're getting Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 in 4K Ultra HD. Don't know a time frame, don't know anything else, but he says sometime soon. Our next film is the 1989 film Hell High. The special edition includes... A brand new 2K restoration from the original camera negatives approved by cinematographer Steven Felberg. A high definition Blu-ray presentation, uncompressed stereo audio, brand new commentary with co-writer Douglas Grossman and cinematographer Steve Friendberg. Another archived audio commentary with director, producer, and co-writer Douglas Grossman, archival introduction and audio commentary, a newly filmed interview with director, producer, and co-writer Douglas Grossman, lots of interviews, lots of stuff. Hell High is not one that I really know much about, but if you do and it's your cup of tea, it sounds like it's a good presentation for its moved to Blu-ray. Let's head out on a high note with our final story of the show. The 40th anniversary of Darian Argento's Tenebrae is headed to 4K Ultra HD from Synapse and Arrow. You can expect the release on July 26th. The release is happening in a 6,000 
limited edition box set and a 2000 limited edition variant cover. Bonus features for the set include a new 4K restoration from the original camera negatives, a limited edition packaging with artwork commissioned by Wes Bencoetzer, that's for the 6000 limited edition, and the original Italian artwork will be the variant cover. There's a illustrated collector's book featuring writings on the film from a bunch of people who helped make the film from Darian Argento's biographer. There's a fold-out double-sided poster featuring the original Italian art and the Japanese art. There are six double-sided postcard lobby cards representing reproduction art cards from the film. Now let's get into the, the film itself. We're getting the 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray. It's got Dolby Vision. It's in its original aspect ratio, original Italian and English front end titles and insert shots. It's restored lossless mono Italian and English soundtracks. There's English subtitles for the Italian sub for the soundtrack. There is optional English subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing. The, there is audio commentary by author and critics Alex Jones and Kim Newman. There's commentary by Argento expert Thomas Ronstock. There's audio commentary by Matlin McDoggin, who is the author of Broken Mirrors, Broken Minds, The Dark Dreams of Darian Argento. There's a full-length, feature-length documentary charting the genre of giallo from its beginnings to its influences on the modern slasher called Yellow Fever, The Rise and Fall of the Giallo. It has interviews with Argento, Lenzi, Cosi, and more. That alone, that one feature alone, makes me want this really it's it's so expensive though. It's $64. Again, I wish we would put Tenebrae out on digital. Let me have these digital so I can watch them in my preferred method, not having to figure out if it, the DVD is compatible with my Xbox and all of that jazz. We also got a archival interview that's been newly edited called Being the Villain with actor John Steiner. A bunch of more interviews. There's a bunch of theatrical trailers. There's an alternate opening credit sequence and the quote, unsane end credit sequence. It's one of the most intense Argento films. And so if you've seen Suspiria and you're okay with it and you've seen Inferno and you're okay with it, I would suggest that you would probably be fine with it, but I would never suggest Tenebrae as a first time Argento film. You should know the way of the land with him a little bit before you hop into this one. I'm excited for that release. It's headed our way on July 26th. That's not that far off. But that's going to do it for this episode this week, this all news packed filled episode this week. I'm your ghost dispenser. You can follow me all over the internet at Miss Nintendo 64. You can follow the show all over the internet at a Halloween club, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. This Friday, I'm going to be streaming on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash MissNintendeek64, where I will be doing Friday Night Frights. We are going to be playing Evil Dead the game until we are sick of it. Please come hang out. It'll be a fun time. You can watch me fumble through figuring out which class of Survivor I want to play, because I think I really want to try Evil Dead as Survivor heavy first. There's that. And then Friday, you also have to look forward to my review of the Shudder exclusive, The Sadness. Trigger warning for the sadness. Be very careful. People who I have a very high opinion of what they think of horror films say this is one of the most difficult, saddest, tragic, brutal horror films they have watched. So 
go in knowing that. You can be ready. It comes out on Thursday on Shutter. You can watch it. My review will be up on Friday. That's going to do it. You know what time it is. Sleep or don't. Killer! Killer if you can! Lover boy! <laughs>